Hey, this is Juliana Rankin. You're listening to Texas Toast Podcast. So let's go. This is Texas Toast. I'm your host, Miss Helen. Kick back and enjoy as we toast the best from Texas. everyone welcome to the texas toast podcast with miss helen and it's uh this is going to be a really fun one it's going to be a really big time get to know juliana rankin welcome to the podcast so nice to see you thank you it's nice to see you slash meet you (laughs) (laughs) yes absolutely all right so um uh, first and foremost it's like uh I, i i you're a shiner girl which i absolutely love I am. Yeah. Yeah. I was born, um, just in Gonzales about 20 miles down the road and then moved to Shiner when I was in, I guess, third or fourth grade. And then obviously went to college after that. But yeah, I, I love Shiner. I'm actually going back there next weekend for a show. So it's going to be good to go home. <laughs> that's so cool. A lot, you know, and that's, that's a big music area. I'm very familiar with Shiner. I've been in yeah. and out of there since, since my young girl wild days. And now as an older person, <laughs> loving to go to Shiner. And I, there used to be a really awesome guy that came out of Shiner when I was working in radio and we played him all the time. And Shiner was actually in my listening area with a couple of the stations that I worked for um bill peckar i don't even know if he's still around and i know the name i've never met bill but i you know there's tons of peckars around the whole area too but i i don't think i've ever met him but i definitely know of him he really he had a good song it was called the color song you have to i'm (laughs) sure you probably grew up hearing it anyway this brings back i always think about bill when i think about shiner um anyway so moving on to you little miss music girl you are really putting out some good stuff and i know you got some good stuff to come we're going to talk about that but let's talk about your background outside of of your 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 rearing in your hometown but you also attended texas a&m i did yeah i i was you know, I was going to do when I always think this is so interesting because I wonder how my life would have turned out. I almost went to tech and so it, both huge music schools. So it's, it's exactly. weird. I wonder if I would have found it earlier, if I would have even found it at all, but yeah, I was at A&M and just luck of the draw. I just decided to go start singing karaoke <laughs> and that's kind of how it started. Just singing in bars, which is still what I do now. <laughs> Right. So you would, you were, and what were you studying? Was you studying to be an attorney? I was, yeah, I was, um, I was getting, I got an English degree and then I took the LSAT and was about to start applying that my senior year. And just, I realized that was kind of once I started playing guitar and was really singing and I wasn't writing songs at that point. Um, but I was just enjoying kind of playing around college station and I knew how happy it made me be. And I was like, man, do I even want to explore this? And it was actually my dad who was like, do you really want to be an attorney? Do you want to, you know, see if what's out there for music? He was like, you're young, might as well. And so he and my mom were the ones that encouraged it while I was still in school. So how did you transition from karaoke to an, this amazing songwriter that you are? Where did all, how, how fast did it happen? I mean, had you been, I mean, you were singing when you were young or when did you pick up guitar? Just kind of take me through that. I'm just so intrigued with it. Yeah. It's been one of those things that I've, I've known, I've always kind of had that side of me, but I was just kind of anxious to explore it. I wasn't, it was almost like I was, I guess, afraid to explore it because I didn't know what was going to be on the other side, but my grandfather was a musician and I knew I loved singing as a kid, but I just didn't do a whole lot of it outside of, you know, the shower and passenger seat in my mom's car. But, um, I was, like I said, an English major and I was having to write 
all the time for class. And it was mostly a lot of technical writing every now and then I took some creative writing and poetry and prose and things like that. But I always loved writing short stories as a kid. And so I think that's where, once I found the music side of me that I could play guitar and I knew I could sing, I was like, well, let's see if any of these old poems I wrote 15 years ago (laughs) work, but no, I just kind of one day I just sat down and I'd been playing all day long. And I remember the first day I wrote my first song and I was like, Oh, this is really cool. This is really interesting. Yeah. But it was just, it was crazy. I mean, it all happened within the span of three months, I guess is when I figured it out, but, and they just one after the other, you know, I learned, I was singing, you know, someone told me I was good at it. I was like, well, if I'm going to do be good at that, might as well pick up guitar. If I'm going to sing and play guitar, I might as well write songs. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been a really cool um, journey to see how that all transitioned. Yeah. I love how that all came together with already with your, your major, you know, with the English major and the writing and all that. So really perfect. So, yeah. all right. So, so now you have your original music. When did you like go out in public and go, okay, I wrote this song. I'm going to sing it for (laughs) y'all. Yeah, that was something I didn't automatically when I was still playing a lot kind of in college station. And then I moved to the San Antonio area and um, North of New Braunfels. um, I, I wasn't quite, I had one song that I was really playing, but that was pretty much it. It was just covers. Um, But I tell you what, I, it was not that long ago. I mean, I won a competition to play for the NFR when it was in Fort Worth during COVID and, um, Anthony Lucia, he has a TV show and he said, Hey, I want you to come on the show. Like you can play whatever you want. Um, covers. If you have any original songs, great. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go on a TV show and just play covers. And so I wrote one song. I ended up writing two songs that I played both on the show. And, uh, that was really when I started, you know, people are liking it. I need to keep doing this. And that was the breaking point of, I'm not going to play covers anymore. I'm going to keep writing and mix in, you know, if I can do half original, half, half covers, that's a good start. So I just, I wrote like the wind for a while until I didn't have to play covers anymore. (laughs) Wow. But yeah, it's, it's been really cool to see, you know, the way myself has come parts of me that I did not even know were there have come through in songs. And, but a lot of my songs too, are, I guess, come from that degree. I make up a lot of it or I write from another person's perspective. And that kind of takes the pressure off of you a little bit because you don't have to deal with your own emotion, (laughs) but when you can deal with someone else's, um, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. (laughs) So, so I was looking like you already have like shared the stage and opened for so many amazing, talented artists. I'm very lucky. Yeah. I always say, you know, as, as talented as everyone is within the Texas country music scene and red dirt, you would think everyone would be so much more cutthroat because everyone's so good, but the family of musicians that I've met and, and become such good friends with, it's just, it's astonishing. I'm, I'm so, so, so lucky. I wish everyone could experience that, but yeah, I've had, I've had some good times opening, opening for some good names. (laughs) Yes. So who's kind of your circle of support with your music? Definitely. I'm I'm really close with Miss Bree Bagwell. She's one of my best friends and Mm -hmm. Sarah Hobbs. Um, I've gotten to know Caitlin Butts very well. Um, Jason, I cannot say enough 
words about Jason Eady. He has been just the kindest, most welcoming person ever since we met. We we were all, it was like a big group of us of like eight or 10. And we stayed, we all stayed up at Bree's house until like seven in the morning one night after he played at the Redbird. And we just song swapped the entire time through the group. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, it was incredible. That's one of my, my favorite nights of a, my life and B just within this scene, just within the past few years. I mean, it was just incredible. Just, you know, we were just having a good time laughing and we all got to know each other really well. And, and it was kind of that moment, Jason and I became really close and he's, I went to go see him in midnight over choir this weekend. I've been city. I had the weekend off and me and uh, my best friend, Rachel were like, let's go see him. And so we did. And, and he's just, he's so kind along with, you know, Adam hood and Wade, they've all been so great to me, but yeah, I'm, I'm so lucky. I know. And, 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 and the thing is, you just nailed it. And we talk about this a lot on this podcast. We talk about it a lot when all of us can finally get together, um, that it's just one big family. Everybody lifts each other up, uh, no matter what you are in the industry, like everybody in the industry just works together. And it's just, it's amazing the friendships that you develop. And it's like, some of these people are literally like my family. Right. Well, see, that's what kind of happened with me at Steamboat last year is I went just as a fan and just hoping to catch some good shows and, and see friends that I already knew play and ended up getting to play somewhere every single day of Steamboat and Music Fest. And I mean, like I did not know Willie and Mickey Braun, any of the Brauns going into it. And they pulled me up at one of their shows and, you know, Wade did it at his ballroom show and Jason and Courtney all did. And it's just, it's crazy. I mean, seeing the support from people that you don't even know really. And and now I consider it to be good friends with even just in the last span of a year, which is crazy. No. I know it is crazy. It's crazy how it's, it's so big, but yet it's so small. Like when you're together, it's just like, yeah, anyway, that's the magic of it because we don't all get to see each other all the time. And when we can all sit around and, and share songs and stories and, and laugh, that's just the magic of it. Hey guys, producer Kyle here. If you're looking for the perfect gift for the Texas music fan in your life, you've got to check out More Than Music Creations. More Than Music teams up with Texas bands and artists like Randy Rogers Band, The Wilder Blue, Pat Green, Bree Bagwell, and Jade Marie Patek to create unique handcrafted jewelry that's inspired by that artist's music and made with their own used guitar strings. A portion of each sale goes to giving kids in the Central Texas foster care system the gift of music through mentoring and private lessons. To check out the full collection of this one-of-a-kind jewelry, visit www.morethanmusiccreations.com. Now back to the show. All right, let's talk about your music. Uh, Miss Me When I'm Gone. We talked about that here on the podcast. So, uh, you know, it's like you came out, we, we listened to your first two songs and it was like, and of course, I know Kyle's already been familiar with you. He's been really talking about you. Uh, like, he's like, Juliana is so good. But let's talk about the backstory on that. Miss Me When I'm Gone, when you wrote it and it coming to fruition and being such an awesome song. Yeah, so that one is, it's kind of, it's one of those ones that just, when a song just falls out of you. I mean, I wrote that song and probably maybe an hour and a half. I mean, it was so quick and I had just come home. I was playing a, a good weekend of shows and I had just come home, was exhausted. My apartment was a mess at that point. And I had just washed the dishes and literally the first line of that song was, yes. and that's how it started. And, you know, at the time I think I was dealing with, you know, some kind of a, 
a, a man situation where I felt taken for granted. And that was the message of the song. But with that one, I didn't realize, I didn't even realize what the message was until I had written it. And I went back and kind of dissected each verse and the chorus. And it's, it's, it's one of my favorite songs. It is my favorite song I've ever written. It's, it's, gotten me in some great rooms in front of some amazing crowds, introduced me to so many other artists because they heard that song. So I'm very, very, very grateful for it. And I'm glad people are enjoying it. And it's nice to have it out. (laughs) I've been sitting on that one for, you know, close to three years now. So it's crazy that it's, I feel like I wrote it yesterday, but it's, you know, it's so glad. I'm so glad to have it out. Washed all the dishes in the sink Sewed a few patches on your jeans Ironed all your shirts for the week So you didn't have to Swept all the floors and made our beds So you'd have a safe place to lay your head Put some dinner on the stove So when you got home you wouldn't know I spent the whole damn day Longing to hear what you'd never say And I can't help a thing Sometimes I wonder if you even gave a damn If I cut my hair or lost some weight I gave you all I can So just in case on the day I decide to leave I'll take care of everything Be halfway out of town Before the lights come on Just so you don't have to miss me And, you know, and I'm sure you know this and you're seeing this, too, because you are a prime example of it. Timing is everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'll <business>. tell you. <laughs> okay, yeah. so let's talk about new money. Sure. I, I just love the lyrics. When we got that song, it's like going to the grocery store and the, the new jewelry. I mean, just like the whole thing. Yeah. Tell me about new money. So that one is... I love telling this story because it's just hysterical where it comes from. So, you know, growing up in Texas, the oil industry here is, mm-hmm. is so, and, you know, um, I still consider us the South, you know, the, uh, the phrase new money versus old money. And, and the differences between those is something my grandmother used to talk about, but in terms of oil yes. money. And I always thought that was just the most hilariously cool and and clever idea for a song. And I had it written down for probably a year. And I remember I was sitting in, in her living room when she said it, and I've had it written down on just tons of paper in my living room and my phone, just different verses that I thought would work. Nothing ever did. And then I had one verse that I thought was, you know, a decent idea. And that was the first verse of the song. But then one day I just said, new money looks good on you. And I was like, Oh, there's the hook. And so I texted, uh, Garrett Mann from Statesboro review. And I was like, listen to the vibe of what I'm doing here. And, and just, just send me any kind of a cool guitar, look, whatever you think off the top of your head. I just want something to to click and whatever he sent me, it really clicked and it just spun me. It put me on a train that I could not stop. And it was such a fun song to write, even more fun to record and, and equally as fun to play. It's so, it's so much fun. So I love that song. That's my, that's my, uh, I guess my Steely Dan reeling in the years song where you just mm-hmm. roll your sunny day. <laughs> Jenny had a job and bills to pay, got a mama's good looks and no sense to her 
good yeah. job on that one. And I see now you now did that go out to radio? It did. Yes. Yeah. I went out to Music Row Radio. Okay. Yeah. And so you've been out visiting some of the stations and doing that yeah. whole radio tour thing. Yeah. I just got off my first radio tour. Um, I guess almost two weeks ago. I I did two weeks, kind of the the first week was Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana. And then I went up to Iowa, Nebraska, some of those Northern States. And then the last uh, week I was in Alabama, Tennessee, Mississippi, and Arkansas. And I had so much fun because I, I keep saying I kind of eat, pray, loved it. Cause I just, I did it by myself and, and it was great. I got to do things that I wouldn't be able to do, you know, with, with other people around. And I took myself on a date to Graceland, which was really cool. I had a blast, oh, but nice. I had such a good time and met so many good radio DJs, made a lot of new friends along the way. So it was, I'm very excited. And I think I'll, I have another radio single coming out in November, um, that I'll probably go back out for. So yes. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> speaking. Yeah. And speaking of that segues perfectly into, so you're going to have some new music coming up and then, uh, you've got a new EP as well. Let me talk to you first of all, before we get into some of those songs already highlighted and the one that's going to be your next release, where, who's producing you, where you're recording. I, uh, Adam Oder with yellow dog studios in Wimberley. Uh, I've worked him and we, he's become just his family now. I mean, we talk almost every day. He's so, 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 so brilliant. And everyone knows that with, with his track record, but we just had the best time. It's gotten to where, you know, we know each other's thoughts and finish each other's sentences in the studio and we co-write a lot. And I just, I love him so much. He's, he's just like family, but we had a, such a good time. I can't wait to go back. <laughs> And with you, with you doing so much writing and just really jumping into it, how hard was it for you to choose the first songs on this EP that's going to be coming out? You know, for me, it was, um, it kind of all started with a song that's, that's going to be on the EP that I wrote a couple of years ago called company man. And, that's and yeah, nice. <laughs> that was the one that really kickstarted it all. And we, we decided it was kind of too niche to, to be a radio single, but it was really, it was the project that just everything was just one after another after that. Um, I had already written miss me when I'm gone, but company man was the one that stylistically, this is the vibe I want to put off for this EP. So the rest of the songs are, are a lot like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just going to put this out there. My radio ear liked it. Okay. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. I got that. So I played it on radio tour a ton. That was my live song that I played and I got that from everybody. So I was like, yes. it's something I mean, there's such a good play on the words there. Cause you know, you look at it, you see company man, then you start listening to this song and it's like, I need company. I mean, like you just did such a good job writing on that and the delivery. So just, just, Keep that in the back of your mind. Thank you. And so Devil Had Blue Eyes, that is going to be your next release. 
That is that'll be going to radio on November 3rd. Yes. I'm, I'm really excited about that one. So that's the song I actually wrote for the, the NFR show. And that okay. was, I consider that one kind of like the, the first real song that I wrote that I was act- actively playing, uh, out, out at shows. So I'm really excited about that one. That one totally transformed in the studio. Um, Jeff queen did this cool Dobro. Oh my gosh. It turned out so good. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for that one. And so there's five songs total on it. And of course your current releases miss me when I'm gone. New money is on there. Uh, won't be the whiskey's another good song. So that the EP, everybody needs to be ready when it comes out. And because it, I just think it's, it's so much fun just seeing you you're hearing your story. And then now here your first EP is going to come out, but man, you are really doing it. So what are some of your goals for like maybe the next couple of years or next year or the, whatever? <laughs> Within the next year, so kind of right now, I'm I'm in limbo of just kind of really. I've been playing a lot of private parties lately, which is nice because you know the money is obviously better with those. But um, and just kind of getting into different groups of people when they hire you for a private party is really awesome. Um, but the, within the next year, I really would like to get on you know a good a good tour with somebody on an opening opening slot. You know whether it be solo acoustic or full band, um, I'm ready for either. So that's kind of within you know the next year what I'm hoping for. And then we're looking at hopefully January to go back into the studio and and record some more songs and do a few more singles after that. Um, and then a full length album following that. So that's kind of over the course of the next year, year and a half, that's what'll be in in the hat or in the wheel. (laughs) It'll be a big year. Yes, it'll be a big year. And we'll be looking forward to, um, the music coming from you and then getting out and more and more shows as well. Me too. I'm, I'm so excited. I was just talking to, to Adam Oder earlier and he was like, what's going on? And I was like, I'm sitting at home. I just want to be on the road. It feels so weird just sitting at home, you know, but yeah, I'm excited for what's to come. I think it's going to be a really good next year and end of this year. And then going into 2024, I'm very excited. Okay. And so, um, in case, since everybody's going to be listening, we got to figure out where everybody can find you. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I'm even on Twitter, X, whatever it's called now. Uh, TikTok, everything is um, Juliana Rankin Music, so it's all there. And then my website is, you know, a good hub, which is JulianaRankin.com. JulianaRankin.com, and of course, Juliana is with two N's, y'all. So yeah, well, man, (laughs) it's just so cool getting to have you on the podcast. So let me ask you one last question. We always ask here if I can remember. Sometimes I get so like drawn into things I forget. But if you were a cocktail, what would you be? I would be a Mexican martini. Mexican. That sounds good. I love. I (laughs) see. Yeah, I'm sitting. My bar is is my background here. So. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Love it. All right. Well, we wish the best for your future. We'll be following you. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Julianne Rankin. For having me. It's great to meet you. With a heavy tongue, she knew where I was from as she left. I dare to say.